All right. Oh, we love. We are back and we're better than ever in the snowy DC metro area. This is the 2D Report. I'm your host, David Combs. I've got Tony Kennedy with me. And on the wheels of steel tonight, the show producer, Cody Bennett of the Bennett Breakdown. Thanks for joining us, fellas. How's it going? Oh, it's been a long day. Long it's day. been a long day trying to get that. Hey, Cody. Cody was trying to drive today, man. You were on 50 for like two hours, bro. Yeah, about an hour, hour, 40 minutes in the same spot, not moving that, at all. People were outside. Hey, cars off in the middle. Governor of the Hogan, Muriel Bowser, mayor of D.C. Come on, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all on the list. Come on. Well, see, I think what it was, it was the holiday weekend. The holiday weekend, nobody had got out and pre-treated anything. My thing is, is they pre-treat for an inch of snow, and they didn't pre-treat for this. It was a comedy of errors. I yeah. looked at Route 50 in D.C., New York Avenue, and there's uh, three inches of snow on the ground, unplowed. It's it's a mess. Well, Tony, um, how you feeling, buddy? Y'all crazy. You all right? <laughs> I'm you good, all right? Man. Hey, listen, uh, you know, on a, on a serious note, we want to thank everyone for joining us on the TD Report. We're going to dedicate this show to uh, football great, football icon, John Madden. Uh, died at 85. Uh, former uh, Raiders football coach. That's the Oakland Raiders. When the Raiders were the Raiders, right? One of the most innovative teams in the league. One of the teams that really brought the idea of speed into the NFL on a wholesale basis where your wide receivers, your running backs, your defensive backs had to be fast. Uh, John Madden is also known for bringing more than three generations, two generations into football through video games. That, uh, that Madden video game is iconic. Okay. You've got NFL players now that make millions of dollars that are talking on the sidelines about their Madden rating. Hey, man, that dude tackled you from behind, man. Your speed rating, you, you know, your rating going to go down to like 70, bro. You ain't fast. They have an entire segment called Boost My Rating. Where You're kidding these, me. They have these players, uh, Adam, what's his name? Adam Lefko comes out and he brings out certain players and has them do certain drills and has the Madden ratings adjuster, which is an actual paid position. There, uh, with EA Sports, the, ratings, the Madden ratings adjuster comes out and watches them do these drills and boosts up certain ratings, which gets their overall up. What 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 Madden also did, and you know, his as a coach first. Most of us of our generation remember Madden as a broadcaster. Okay, uh, hey Chuck, we're gonna get to uh, we're gonna get to AB in a second. Uh, Chuck is Chuck is trying to get on the show. We're gonna get to AB in a second. We'll bring it. Uh, we'll bring it we, back. Yeah, we'll bring that. We'll bring that uh, comment back. Uh, Madden is known as part of one of the greatest broadcast teams, if not the greatest broadcast team in NFL history. Uh, the combination of Madden and Pat Summerall uh, hey. was, and Tony can answer this. Before it was Madden and Summerall, who was it? It was Brooks I know you know this. and some yeah, See, this is why Tony's running this. This is why Tony's on the show. The <laughs> NFL on the NFL on CBS used to be Tom Brookshire and Pat Summerall. Now we all know, and rest in peace to Pat Summerall. I don't know if Tom Brookshire is still alive, but Tom Brookshire and Pat Summerall were partiers. They partied hard. They they were drinking like after games, and Pat Summerall talks about how once they did a Giants game, they were staying at the plaza in New York City and they were on a horse. They'd met a guy with a horse-drawn carriage and they tried to bring the horse into the plaza. <laughs> the actual freaking horse, bro. The horse was in the hotel and they're like, you can't bring that animal in here. And they said, hey, he's with us. They almost got him in the elevator, guys. So when Tom Brookshire moved on and CBS moved Madden into the booth, that was one of the first times you would bring what you would say a hardcore coach into the booth to talk about football. And John Madden just made it his own. Everybody after John Madden was an imitation of John Madden. Just what he brought to the game, uh, just the whimsical ways he talked about things. Uh, and John Madden got a lot of things right in terms of players. You know, one of the players that John Madden loved was Larry Allen of the Cowboys. And how strong he was. Uh, and Nate just, Newton. Huh? He made but, Nate Newton. And Big Nate. 
but he also loved Reggie White. Now there was that that one broadcast where he shows, look at what he does here. Look at what he does here to Ray. <laughs> look what he does to Larry Allen. He just took Larry Allen and just swatted him out of the way. Like Larry Allen was nobody, right? And that's one of the all-time greats. But he loved Reggie White. He loved the NFC East. Loved it. Okay. Loved everything about the NFC East. Well, you have to look at it. It, it, it was the perfect combination because Summerall's voice was so calm and cool. And then all of a sudden you just got mad and just jumping up and and just right. like he a fan, like he in the stands and going crazy. And Summerall could just keep it just real calm and smooth. That's why, man, it's like it's like you're eating. It's like uh, it's on another level when I go pull up their old games and just listen to them. Yeah, Woo. I was man, listening to some NFL's big because of them. I was listening to some old Redskins games. I was listening to the uh, NFC Championship game, uh, Vikings Redskins at RFK, and the way that Summerall made that call on the um, Daryl Green. The Daryl Green uh, pass deflection to save it. By the way, hey, shout out to our boy Daryl Green. Save the game, okay? Daryl doesn't make that play. That's a touchdown, right? Actually, Daryl will tell you, and he told us on our show, he, he it looked like he really made the play, but Daryl never touched the ball. Didn't have to. He was there. He was there. He had to skim, and that ball hit off Darren Nelson, and it just bounced up, and it was yeah. Just, and then it didn't, you know, the old RFK stadium. He loved it because as soon as they made that play, they they struck the band and playing the song. And John Madden was in there singing the song. John Madden made the "Hell to the Redskins" song bigger than anybody else who's ever made that song because he used to sing the song on air. Nobody really knew the Redskins had that song until he would be singing it on the air. The only other team I remember that had a song that was worth singing was the Houston Oilers. They had a really okay, good yeah. song. And that's Howard Cosell on Monday yeah. night. That was so Howard Cosell on Monday night. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that right there is special. It's a couple now, of things that are special. Uh, Madden, and, Madden and Summerall. Absolutely. Madden in general. Howard uh, Cosell on Monday nights. Listening to the Houston Oilers. Uh, sang that song with the Love You Blue and the Pom Poms. I mean, yeah. those are the reasons why football is so big now, man. I mean, that was my man, Bum that Phillips. Song. That was Bum Phillips. That was my boy. He said he, gonna, he, said he was going to kick in the door. That door's still standing. They've never kicked in. The door's still standing. Houston, Houston ain't got there yet, man. You know, it's uh, it's it's unfortunate that uh, Madden passed on. He died at 85. Um, mm -hmm. but the uh, spirit of the Madden Cruisers still lives on. There are, I didn't know this, I had to look it up, and I posted it on Facebook. There are five Madden Cruisers. Did you know that? Didn't know there, there were five. five of them. Yeah, there were five of them. They've the, one of them, I think, went to the Hall of Fame, Tony. They think they got one in the Hall of Fame or something. And then, um, there's a guy that maintains the other two of them, and then I think private collectors have another one of them or something like that. It, it's the Madden Cruiser the was the coolest thing ever because Madden didn't fly. Here's the biggest thing that Madden is. They said that the All-Pro team is going to be named the All-Madden team from here out. They said that they're proposing for that. Oh, I would love it. That'd be great. And that might get a few more guys to actually go to the Pro Bowl. You know, a lot of guys opt out of the Pro Bowl, get that little time off. And, you know, is it, oh, Chuck talking about the turducken. Okay. The third, the uh, the Thanksgiving game, when he would give out the turkey legs at the end, that was great, man. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, you got to get a turkey with, you know, you got to get a turkey with like eight legs, you know, because you got to give out a leg to, you know, a couple of the offensive linemen got to have one, and you know, the Madden's idea of what football is and how much fun it is, um, and being able to explain it to laymen, to normal people that aren't necessarily even football fans, he brought those people into the game. He brought those people into the NFL. Um, yes, he did. You know, it's, uh, it's, you know, just hearing Pat Summerall say the Redskins are going to go to the Super Bowl. And that was his call. He wasn't up. He wasn't down. He just 
said it. And then Madden's going crazy. Hey, look at Gerald Green over there. You know, he might not have made the play on the ball, but he got in the way enough. It, it bounced off of Darren Nelson. And, you know, Redskins have won the Super Bowl. They got the band on the field. They got the cheerleaders. You know, he was great, man. It, it's it's hard to believe that he's been out of football for so long and we've been watching football without him. And, you know, with my son being 16 years old, he's big into Madden. He loves Madden, right? And plays Madden football. They play all day, all night. And what Madden did as far as helping them develop the video game, he didn't just put his name on it. He went in there with the programmers and he told them, he said, offensive linemen don't do that. You know, they, they what are they doing just standing there? They're supposed to be blocking somebody, you know, and he helped the d programmers understand what football was. These are just computer guys. These aren't football guys. So he was the football behind what Madden is. And it's one of the most recognizable games in the EA Sports arsenal. Yeah of games that they've ever had. It, it's very well known. So, uh, Cody, do you play Madden? 100%. Come on, I know Cody played Madden. Any fantasy oh, so guy. Kind of, us, kind of bring us into the Madden thing. How good is the game? How realistic is it? Well, it gets more and more realistic every year. And the the problem is, is we've got echoing a bit here. Use your headphones. I don't got those. Oh, you don't have them? Okay. If you ever, if you, if you guys have an echo, put your headphones on. That'll help. No, I mean, it gets more and more realistic every year. People obviously have their gripe. Um, you know, the true gamers with saying that either it doesn't change or there wasn't enough changes. But as far as jumping into the world of gaming and football, it's, I mean, if you guys were to look at it, you'd think it's next to none. I mean, realistic-wise. Uh, the movements are, are crazy. The play calling is is nice. Um, now, obviously, these guys are programmed to do these things, but it's all mimics, you know, what's happening for certain plays. Um, well, the free play mode where the where the uh, Madden plays by itself, you pick the teams and the teams play each other without you. It looks like you're watching a freaking game because it, it looks very real to me. If you're not looking close enough, you'd be like, wait a minute. Cowboys and Vikings are playing again today. They and played two weeks ago, and you're watching. Yeah, a new gen console, one of these new PlayStation fives or Xbox uh, ones. It's it's. I mean, sometimes indistinguishable. You can't really tell the difference in a lot of scenes, but mm -hmm. it's especially like the cut scenes of looking at you know after a play. Mm -hmm. Bless you, guys. Bless yeah. you. So, but so, yeah. hey, hey, Cody, so. So you were born in 1991. Yep. That's the last time I played a video game, and that was called Tech Mobile. So that's <laughs> how far I'm removed from that. Yeah, yeah. Tecmo was great, too. I love Tecmo. I can teach you how to play it. I, I'm not going to say you're going to be any good at Madden, but I can teach you how to play it. Yeah, I need to learn how to I'm read. I, I had a – well, the original one was on – what's the, what was the first game? It was on Sega Genesis, I believe. Right, Tony? I'll say this though, like when, I when people give Madden their gripe in football as far as saying, you know, this isn't a video game, but you can learn a hell of a lot from Madden um, as far as the game of football. Play calls. The way the way plays are called. Coverages, the coverages exactly. Facts. Who's supposed to take what man, what position supposed to cover what position. Blocks, the way that the blocking schemes work on the offensive line. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty in-depth with how it goes and how it plays out. And you can literally run practice plays in the game of these things. And, I mean, if someone really wanted to, really wanted to try, they could use it simply as a simulation and learn how to read a certain type of defense. Now, stuff gets more complex when you're in the game and on the field, obviously. But uh, as far as the schematics of it, it's definitely – Hey Tony, doesn't that kid, there's, there's there's a young man that grew up here in the DC area. He goes to Dematha. Didn't he win the Madden Challenge a couple of years ago? Yeah, I, I think I he did. did. You got me. He's a he should be a junior. He's a senior at Dematha, and I think he won like twenty five G's. Man, he played against. You're playing against pros. You're playing against guys that literally practice to play Madden in contests and tournaments to win. And he won a couple of years ago. I remember that because uh, my son was watching him on TV. So 
Um, he was saying, he's like, yeah, there's a kid from the bath on TV. And I looked, I'm like, God, he looks young, but he won. So um, Madden tournaments, those guys can make 10, 15 and $20,000 for one tournament. Big money. That's a lot of money. That's, that's really the advent of oh, what amounts to electronic sports, which is what is all the rage now. So as we close the Madden file, uh, TK is going to step out for a second. Uh, Cody, we're going to talk about what happened in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New York Jets game uh, in New York. Uh, very unfortunate situation. Uh, Tampa Bay wide receiver Antonio Brown uh, was asked to leave the sideline and he took off his pads, took off his shirt and threw it into the stands and walked off the field, gestured to the crowd, did some jumping jacks and, and walked out. So Chuck, uh, bring that up again for me, Cody. Uh, let me see. Uh, Chuck Ben asks, uh, is there any truth to the release of AB on the sidelines and Arians lied to the media how it went down? Um, so, so to clarify, I think some of that is about how uh, there's speculation that AB was about eight catches and so yards away from getting his million dollar bonus. And people are saying that he was benched at that time and, uh, you know, and was benched so he couldn't get that bonus and was upset about that and quit the team. But that's, that's speculation. I mean, the head coach coming out and apparently saying that he was trying to get him in the game and he refused to go in the game. And he had been in the game previously. He had been in the game previously. He was he was out sitting down, and he was told to go in. He refused to go in, and Coach Arians told him if he doesn't want to go in, then he can get the hell out. And that's when he essentially got the hell out, quote unquote, um, and in you know AB fashion. Is this is this? Let's call it. Let's ask the questions. Is this CTE? Is this mental health issues? I mean, it's a hundred percent method mental health issues. Now, to, to speculate and say if it's specifically CTE, who's to say? You know, but it, it's a hundred percent mental health issues, and to expect us to have this many players in the league consistently year in and year out to not have someone so far to have mental health issues in a full public mental health break. I mean, I, I can't remember any one of recent years that's been as, as blatant as AB, if not as even subtle, you know. So it's, you know, I think I think the numbers are technically in favor of uh, – no, let me not go that far. But regardless, you know, mental health is, is a big thing, and I think it's just more of a mental health thing. I'm not going to say it's CTE specifically. I think he's just got some problems and uh, is, is a short fuse – and has a problem with some things. And when he gets told to uh, either do this or get the hell out, he, it just exploded. This was bizarre. Uh, just the way that it went down. And Cody, you were the first one to text me. You were texting me. You were probably watching it live. I had to pull over and then look on your Twitter feed to see what was going on and then go to the live feed. And it was a mess. It, it was, it was theater. It was a spectacle. Um, and I just hated to see it happen that way. Now, I know Antonio Brown has had some outbursts and some public issues where he's been filmed the time when he was about to get arrested or there was some police at his house and he was, he was, plenty there, there have been numerous instances and I don't want to bring those on to him and say that because those were instances, this was him being acting out, right? I don't know what happened on the sideline. I think this was more of like, this was... I mean, publicly, the signing with Tampa Bay was his last straw. That was a, a clear consensus across the board with with it, with him. He knew that that was the case. The team knew that. The league knew that. I think everybody involved with AB in general knew that him being signed on that contract was a last chance. I mean, he played pretty good. Bay. Played pretty good for the Bucks. He played great. He went down to Tampa Bay. He lived with Tom Brady. He got some help. And he played fantastic for a season. He got himself a Super Bowl. But I and I hate to say that it's only a matter of time, but if you don't continue to get that help when you have issues like he does, it is only a matter of time before they're going to come right on back 
or you're going to explode or something's going to happen. That's why you need to continue to get that help that, that you might need, you know, or continue to look at your options at least because to have a blow up like that publicly on the side of a field, no team is going to touch him again in this league. And looking, looking at the numbers on, on, uh, on Antonio Brown, uh, 14 games with the Buccaneers, eight touchdowns, over a thousand yards. Uh, he was getting the job done. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what you bring him there for is to put up, you know, every 10 to 15 games. If you get that, that type of receiver, you want to get about a grand and yardage out of him and double digit touchdowns if you can get it, because you need to do that to open up the middle of that field. You need that guy to kind of stretch the stretch the defense vertically and allow your quarterback room to work. Okay. Yep. And he did that. He did his job. So that's why Bruce Arians said, I think it was today where he said he didn't regret bringing, you know, Antonio Brown on. He did help them get a Super Bowl. I'm just disappointed for Brown that this happened, that he won't get an opportunity to take another shot. But you know he's not released yet, right? They haven't released him yet. He is they really haven't officially dating. released him, but if Arians says he's not part of the team, it's going to be very difficult for him to go back on that. You see, you see what I'm saying? I believe he has been been released. So if he's no, officially it released, came, it just it just came on that he hasn't been released yet because they they checking okay. with the NFL on what to do, on what on they want to do or whatever. On how well, to do it. so technically he hasn't been released. If Bruce Arians had said, "Hey, he's indefinitely suspended until we can talk to the GM and you know talk with his people and maybe get him in." But maybe he's saying, maybe Bruce Arians is saying at this point, we're 11 and four at the time. They were 11 and four. They were losing the game 24 to 10 when Brown departed, came back and won the game. So now they're 12 and four. Is that right? Yes. 12 and four uh, going into week 19. And uh, who does uh, who does Green Bay have the last game, Tony? Do you know? Detroit. I wanted to bring this question up before we left uh, that Antonio Brown, because me and Tony had a talk earlier about AB having a, uh, a, a quite a six-year stretch that no one's ever going to touch. Oh, it's very good. And literally after we talked on the phone, I saw on social media, on Twitter, people arguing this point here that we could see at the bottom of the screen, is if do we think Antonio Brown is going to make it into the Hall of Fame? you damn right. You think he makes he's the it. best? He's the he's top three best receiver of from 2010 to now. And and you think first ballot he's gonna go? First or second ballot? He has to be. Yeah. He is the he is the reason that these numbers that people can catch these numbers. First of all, AB was a number one receiver. He could play the X, and they can move him to anywhere. AB averaged 115 catches for six years. That's insane. Yeah, exactly. To never did that. To never did that. There's few people that were close. There was only To was close. Um, who was Michael Thomas was close. Michael Thomas was close. Uh, You're going into tight end range. Then you're going into tight end range. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you've got to get a tight end to do that because it's just, uh, you know, but throwing out wide like that, that's a lot of – you're going to really be throwing out wide a lot to get 115 to, – okay, to catch 115 balls, Tony, how many times do you have to get targeted? Exactly. 150? 150? 160? Because you have to factor the quarterback not making the throw in the right spot. He has – he has 928 receptions since 2010. It's insane. That's insane. See, and, he was missing and, and the only reason it's that low, and by the way, that's low, because he did spend that one year where he really didn't have a team, right? The time yeah. with the Raiders, that didn't work out. His time with the Patriots didn't get a lot of burn. He spent, you see what I'm saying? He spent, nine, he spent 19 and well, he was never really, 20. He was never really technically with those Raiders. because Correct. Right. But, so, he, so he didn't yeah. play in 19. He didn't yeah, play he, he half played, of 20. He played, New, he played for New England in 19. 
That was like three games, dude. Yeah, he had four receptions for four receptions for fifty yeah. yards. So, so he didn't play for basically a season and a half, and yeah. still averaged ninety some odd catches for that stretch. Missed a whole year. Well, no, that was that was twenty nineteen. Uh, in twenty twenty, he had forty five receptions. Twenty twenty one, forty two receptions. Uh, so those two. Twenty eighteen is where his hot streak ended. Right. And that's that's right around where he had his first blow up. That was in Pittsburgh. Correct. In twenty eighteen. Do we do we okay. I'll say this. He wanted more money and he had his blow up. And so did Le'Veon Bell. That was that was what really killed you know, and I've got apologies to Mike Tomlin. This is what killed the Steelers was the Le'Veon Bell issue and the uh Antonio Brown issue, which Mike really had nothing to do. Huh? Tommy gets a trophy for managing all that. That's on the GM because Mike Tomlin's just the coach, and whatever the him and the G, whatever the GM and the and the player personnel people are doing with the contracts, that's their problem. They're doing the negotiation. Mike Tomlin does not negotiate contracts. He gets a trophy for managing AB and all that other stuff for all those years. Yep, and he never gets credit for it. Look, if I, I've told y'all many times, Ed Tomlin, if you're listening, if I was Mike, I would have been taking that USC money. Get these skills, man. You know, if Mike Tomlin wins tonight, that's the NFL record for the first, like, 14, 15 years of a, of a career of never sure. having a losing season. Yep. You know, that's all right. that so, so my take on Antonio Brown to finish out that piece of the story arc, because you and Cody say yes, first ballot. I say there's enough media, because the media votes on this, right? Uh, they do and they don't. I mean, you you got the media, you got mixed with, uh, I guess, Hall of Fame people or whatever else, but you cannot lessen the Hall of Fame just because he ran on the field. Well, I think he makes it into the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he makes it in on the first ballot. If he's not a first ballot, then nobody who plays their position other than Brady is a first ballot. Is OJ in the Hall of Fame? Yes, he is. Yeah, so if OJ's still in the Hall of Fame, then and if Ty Cobb races ass in the Hall of Fame and all the rest of them in the Hall of Fame, then I, I don't want to that. Tony yeah. brought up Ty Cobb. Ty yeah. Cobb catches. Ty Cobb is catching strays on the TV <laughs> report. <laughs> all them all was in Hall of Fame. Don't, do don't, don't talk about don't talk to me about a crazy dude running on the field. Yeah. Well, te- technically, Ty Cobb didn't run on the field. He ran into the stands and beat up somebody. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He he was the original Ron Artest. <laughs> so, uh, you know what, what's going to happen now? Now, Tony. Your Cowboys. Let, let, let's just talk about the Cowboys for one second. We're not going to get too far afield here. Uh, Michael Gallup blew out his uh, ACL this uh, this Saturday, this Sunday. That's not good. If we had to lose anyone, the receiver doesn't hurt us as much as losing any position. Uh, Cedric Wilson, to me, to me, Cedric Wilson looks good. He's played he well. Looks- Absence. He's, he's played well in his absence all year. Uh, yes, yes. Actually, Dallas did better. They did better with Cedric Wilson. He's uh, Cedric Wilson's going to get some run. Okay, Amari Cooper. Teams are going to basically say we're not going to let Amari Cooper beat us. Okay, he is going to draw. Amari Cooper is going to draw coverage. Well, does Dallas have anything to play for this last game? No, no. They can't go any lower. Than the, I don't think they can go lower than the fourth seed. I mean, they don't care if they're – Dallas doesn't care if they're fourth or fifth seed. They don't care. No, uh, if they go no to the problem. fifth seed, they end, either way, they end up with Arizona, right? You can't be fifth seed. All the division winners are have one to be fourth. fourth so they're locked in. They're if, locked in. If Green Bay loses next week, they don't drop no, Green Bay already clinched the one because the only team that could catch Green Bay was Dallas. If da- if Dallas had won on Sunday, if Dallas had if won, Dallas on won on Sunday, they were the only team who could catch them. So they clinched. So one now season. they have no Green Bay. To play for 
this week. Tampa Bay can only tie. Tampa Bay can only tie Green Bay if Green Bay loses. Green Bay already clinched the one. So Green Bay's already clinched clinched the one. So Green Bay's going to be the one seed. Tampa Bay is the two seed. They're clinched at the two. That's it. They're the two seed. Who else can catch them at the two seed? They got the same record. All same record as Rams. Okay. So, so the Rams, both of them have something to play for. So the Rams have something to play for. So does Tampa. Rams and Tampa Bay. Yeah, whoever get the. Okay, I forgot the Rams. Sorry, Rams fans. I forgot about y'all. So the NFC at the top, they've got their top four seeds are eleven win teams or better. It's pretty good. That's. So you, you know, want to know the match? The matchups is going to be Dallas versus Arizona. It's going to be Tampa versus Philly or the Saints. You know who Tampa wants? They'd rather see Philly than see the Saints. Correct. Rams versus the 49ers. I like that game. I like that. That's a trap 49ers game. Are still playing, chasing that wild card, right? So, so the only thing that's messed up. The Rams do not want to see. I mean, think about it. The Rams don't want to see the 49ers. The Cowboys don't want to see the Cardinals. And the the Buccaneers don't want to see the Saints. Yep. You could have three division teams losing. (laughs) All yep, all in one. That's right. That's something right else. Now, That's interesting. Technically, look at right now. Right now, those three matchups. Rawlings swept Tampa Bay. Right now, because they haven't played, the 49ers already beat the Rams. Yep. The Cardinals just beat the Cowboys. So, technically, right now, <clears throat> those three teams got a better record than the division winners. Against Chuck says that the 49ers can get up to the three seed. They can't win a division. They can't win a division, Chuck. The record might be the record could be the same, but they can't win the division. Yeah, the division is between Arizona and the Rams. Yeah, Arizona and the Rams for the division. So those two teams have something to fight for. Dallas really should probably rest their starters, but to be honest with you, um, Something was something was troubling to me in that Cowboys Arizona game was how flat the Cowboys offense was uh, in the first half. They scored seven points in the first three quarters. Why, why don't we give credit to a good defense? They were balling on defense, dude. They had their number. They had Calor's number. They were balling. But here's the thing with Dallas. Here's what you guys see with Dallas. Arizona again, we're about to find out if those guys can coach. Because if they lose to them again next weekend, they're going to be some coaching changes in Dallas. Well, there's going to be coaching changes regardless. Dan Quinn is being looked at as a potential head coach. And so is Kellen. He's not going nowhere. He said, go. Kellen Kellen Moore will go. He'll be hired somewhere. Kellen Moore's getting hired, Cody. Okay. So now, He's if you're Dallas, because something's not quite right with Dak right now. I don't know if he's still injured. I don't know what the issue is. Now, granted, you look at his numbers. His numbers didn't look terrible. But oh, you yeah. factor in that most of the second half, he was basically trying to bring Dallas back into the game. Now, Dallas lost that game by a field goal and missed a field goal. I think they missed. How long was that field goal they missed, Tony? 43, 44 yards? It was makeable. It was makeable. And this is basically the playoffs. You've got to make those kicks. You know, you you, you can't, you know, if if you're Dallas, the the one issue that you have is it doesn't matter who you're playing. You can't allow a team to shut you down in three quarters and then expect to come back and win. I give the Dallas defense a lot of credit for holding Arizona just to 25. Okay. Dallas defense did a good job. In previous years, Arizona would have put up 35 points. Exactly. If they don't, you know, if their offense, if the Cowboys offense doesn't hold the ball that much, they, they're going to get, you know, they're going to get beat down. Eventually that defense is going to crumble and break. So 
Uh, let's talk about uh, college football for just a second. Hey, everybody, we're going to – oh, uh, Montgomery County Public Schools close tomorrow. Georgebridge How about Some, I don't know. They haven't said yet. I'm waiting. Um, I'll let you know. County's closed also. PG's closed. It's a day off day off of work for your wife, Tony. She relaxing. So for the bowl games, uh, let's talk about the college football playoff. Um, couple of not very eventful games in the college football playoffs in terms of drama. Um, Alabama just rolled over Cincinnati, just rolled over. And Georgia had little problem with Michigan. So we're going to have an all SEC championship game. What did you think about the bowl games, Tony, about the, the uh, championships? I thought that the I thought that uh, Cincinnati's offense let them down. I felt Cincinnati's defense played really well. It was 10-3 going into the last minute of the first half. It was 17-6 starting the fourth quarter. So that means that your defense is holding the number one team to 17 points in three quarters. That's damn good if you ask anybody. They scored 27 Yeah, they did points. a good job. Yeah, for them to be – Four stars or better versus 10 four stars or better. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, no shame for Cincinnati, uh, you know, you know for hell. being for being a group of five team to be the first group of five team to make it. Uh, let us mounts to the final four. Did a great job with that. Going in Oklahoma and Notre Dame and Washington and all them teams. Uh, don't want honestly, I don't want to see those teams in the playoffs. I'd rather see Cincinnati. Let the let, like you said, Tony. Let one of these little group of five teams get in there. I mean, let them play. Let them play. Change the, change the paradigm a little bit. Now, what you who would you have ended up in that game with other than Cincinnati? You would have ended up with what Ohio State, Notre something Dame. like that. Notre Dame? No, I don't want to see Notre Dame in that game. Sorry, I don't. And look, Marcus Freeman, you're my boy. But you got to do something about that defense. You can't be giving up that many points to o Oklahoma State. That was embarrassing. But I know he's yep. going to take care of it. We're going to give him, you know, we're going to give him time at Notre Dame. That was his first game. He was basically the – they took the interim tag off of him, right? He's the coach. He's so the coach, he is the head coach. So something else happened in the bowls, Tony. Uh, Matt Corral of old uh, Ole Miss uh, took, a, took an injury. And a lot of people, uh, my friend from uh, UVA, Ahmad Hawkins, he has his own podcast. He was saying the same thing you're saying. This is why some of these guys opt out. That's okay. why Pickett opt out. Uh, Pickett Everybody was smart to opt out. An interesting story. Good, good call on that, Tony. Everybody, uh, we're here on the TD Report with Tony Kennedy. I'm your host, David Combs. Listen, Pittsburgh played against Michigan State. What was that? The uh, Was that the? Chick-fil-A bowl, peach bowl. bowl. Um, Pittsburgh quarterback, Sam Pickett. Was it Sam Pickett? Is that his name? Is it Sam? I don't know. Uh, I don't know his name. I, I don't want to diss the guy. Pickett. Yeah, Sam Pickett. Yeah. Sam, Sam Howell is at North Carolina, but this kid Pickett, great quarterback, very good college quarterback. Uh, he opted out, and his backup, was in that game and his backup uh, broke his collarbone. So I would say Pickett made a good choice. That was a good choice. Stay out of that game. Now, if you're a quarterback and you get a broken collarbone, you're going to have people poking at it, you know, at, at the combine and everything. Hey, Cody, they're going to have people poking at it and prodding it and all of that foolishness. It isn't worth it. Stay healthy. Get yourself ready to play. Uh, Cody, we're talking about the uh, Ole Miss bowl game, uh, Matt Corral. Uh, what have you heard about that injury? Looks like he got rolled up on from behind. I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be just fine. That kid's arm is is incredible from everything that I've seen. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of Corral. I bet that scared the crap out of him. Oh, I'm sure it did. And I'm sure it did. <laughs> I bet it's um, late. You know, K Kiffin, Kiffin was coach. Kiffin was a little little upset and you can't blame them. You know, you work really hard with a kid and you want them to have the best. You don't want to see them hurt period. But when you know a kid has a chance, 
hey, yeah, this kid has a shot to maybe get drafted in the first round, maybe yeah. get drafted in the second round and have a shot to play as a rookie, you know. Regardless of where he got drafted, I think he had a bright future ahead of him. And this thing, uh, it, it, as long as his mentality is right, is just a step back. But that's a, a big if on if his mentality is right, because that's what it's going to come down to. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, so what do you think? Uh, and I brought this up with Tony while you had stepped out. Uh, what do you think about opt outs? I don't think there's a problem. Uh, Tony has said, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. So, Tony, you can say say it better than me. You've got to make it worth a while for these top 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 tier guys to play in these games. Absolutely. And I'm not talking about the playoff. You know, the no. college football playoff is one thing because you're playing for a championship. And everybody think, else. I think they need to have some type of like maybe prize prize money uh, for for the winners. A, a purse. You got to yes. put a purse. Ain't yeah. no prize for nothing. That money need to be deposited before kickoff in my account for me to play. Damn, Tony. I think I think. I think what about a, loyalty? What about loyalty to the program, Tony? Is big. Um, like, loyalty my out. ass. <laughs> loyalty my ass. Okay. You know th- this. I, I know a lot of people feel that the college football system or college basketball system is going to be ruined by you know, ruined by the NLI deals or, you know, ruined by basically what amounts to free agency. But, you know, we were talking with a friend of the show. I was talking with Sean O'Connor. He said one, uh, Sean O'Connor is a college baseball coach. And what he told me was, he said, what he would like to see is if these deals, these NLI deals will start to push the recruiting process back and have less kids offered in high school as freshmen and sophomores and more kids just get offered as a senior to give them more time to develop. That could be one byproduct of what could happen. Um, but as I've talked to other people, at this point with a pandemic going on and with college football and college sports basically having what amounts to one free one free transfer that you get without having to give up any eligibility, if you are a college player that you have not been recruited yet, you don't have a deal, you're not signed anywhere, but you picked a college to go to, you should probably get in touch with that coach. Let him know, hey, coach, I'm on campus, I'm working out. Because you never know. Think about it. In a pandemic situation and your kicker goes down with COVID and your backup kicker, your punter, he can't kick either. You find out you've got a kid that was like all met, all state in soccer in his hometown, and he also did part-time kicking on his high school football team. You think you'd want to know that kid is on your campus? I'd bring his butt in there as soon as I could. I'd be reaching out to every single coach if that was the case. Yep. On campus. Just to, I mean, hey, I'd be talking to special teams. I mean, every assistant coach. Yep. All of them. I'd stay, I'd be in their face. Yeah. I would tell speaking them, of, yeah, I work three days a week. I'm ready. I, I, can, speak, I can suit up and get on the field. Speaking of that, hey, Jeff, um, Caleb Williams just put his name in the portal. He's transferring to – I don't know where he's transferring. I already said I thought he was going to USC, the Oklahoma uh, quarterback. He's saying that, George. He thinks Georgia Bulldogs are the front runner. Now, if Kirby Smart pulls – look, if Kirby Smart pulls that off, that I like that. Listen, Caleb Williams, if you're listening, the former Crab Bowl, you played in the youth game. Listen to me, buddy. Go out there where your head coach is and your guy who developed you, who started with you, and stay with him if you want to be the best pro you can be. That guy Lincoln is, Riley. Does Gotta Lincoln do Riley it. Have, does he have a pass? Yes, he does. Look at all the quarterbacks he worked with. You have more talent than all the quarterbacks he's worked with. So you need to stay on top of that and be with your coach. He's worked with, in the pros currently, he's worked with uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. Those are two of his quarterbacks. Both of them won a Heisman. Um, Running with Mahomes? Been- yes, he did. That's what basically got him the job. He was he was he was Pat Mahomes. Uh, no, that's no, that's Kingsbury. That's Kingsbury. Yeah, that was close. Oh, Kingsbury. That's Kingsbury. Um, oh, oh, Hurts. Yes, Hurts. 
Yeah, Jalen Hurts. That's right. There we go. That's three. And those three guys start, and two of them are in the playoffs. Not bad. All three. Not bad at all. Yeah. Well, no, uh, the Browns aren't going to make the playoffs. No, I was going to say have have winning seasons, but oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And listen, the the Browns disappointed the hell out of me this year. I was really pulling the for them. Disappointment but in the league. One of the biggest disappointments in the league. That's right. So you guys know I love to segue. Let's talk about the biggest, you know, the biggest surprise of the league. Your Philadelphia Football Eagles. They started the season mm-hmm. two and five. And right around the time that Green Bay won their game on Sunday, they're in the playoffs. That's that was the game that put them over. They needed uh, Green Bay to get a win and they needed Dallas to lose. They got that. It happened. And your Eagles are in the playoffs, Tony. Tony, we thought this team would win five games this year. Yeah, I thought the Eagles would be with um, Giants and the Redskins on them. I'll give the Eagles a lot of credit. They fought all year, all freaking year. Uh, Jalen Hurts got injured. You know, they bring the backup in. They got the job done. Got to give them credit. And you know what? What really put them over the top, they swept the, they swept, uh, the Washington Redskins, the WFT. Swept them with uh, two games in three weeks. Was it two games in three weeks? Yeah. Yep. Swept. And that's what propelled them. That's what helped propel them into the playoffs. The WFT was still in contention even after the first Cowboy loss. They were still they, they were still in contention. They weren't mathematically eliminated. Sorry, Co- Cody mad. <laughs> Cody, Cody says no. They weren't eliminated until yesterday. With that yeah, they weren't eliminated. Not in contention. Okay. Even after the Cowboys obliterated the WFT in Dallas, they were still mathematically alive. They were on life support. They were on life support. But still ICU. They were ICU, Tony. We needed a, a lot of stuff to happen for us. Yes, you did. It was stacking up, baby. A lot of stuff. But so you got to think about you got to think about this. Uh, look up the Eagles. Look up the draft picks for the Eagles. They've got what is it? Did we talked about this last time? Uh, three first rounders. Yep. Three first rounders. That's that's gonna help. That's really, really going to help them. And by the way, the Eagles are very one-dimensional. They really are only good at running the football, and they're still able to get games won. Their defense just got out victories for them. Now, I will say this. The Eagles are very limited. The Eagles cannot play games. What's that? What happened? What would you do? Did you change your mic? What happened? You changed your mic. I did? Yeah, something happened. Something like you in the hallway. Something happened. Nothing changed over here. I didn't change my mic. Hold on. Did you move your phone? Yeah, just a little. Yeah, you might be blocking your mic or something. Try moving it back some. How's that? How's that? Uh, a little bit better. Oh, you unmuted me. Am I back? No, I just tried to mute you to, to bring you back. I don't know. It was you, – you went from – I don't know. It sounds like an, a very bad echo now. I'm not sure what you did. What happened? Okay. Am I back? Yeah. Yeah, okay. you are, but you sound like uh Well, I sound like the chip. teacher from Charlie Brown. You sound like chipmunk. All right. So Eagles are in the playoffs. They're probably gonna be nowhere, they're not gonna be no higher than the sixth seed. They're gonna be the sixth and the seventh, right? Yep. So they're gonna end up with somebody like the Rams. The Rams Tampa. or Tampa Bay. And that will be a roadie for them, no matter what. So they got to go on the road and beat somebody. Um, oh. if, I, if, if I were Tampa, I'd be careful. If they get Tampa, I'd really? be careful. Yeah. Because for some reason, Tampa, when they play teams that like to gut it out and slog it out and all that's where they have trouble they lost to the wft that tells me that the eagles can pop have a shot but if tampa does what they're supposed to do they should beat the eagles by 14 or more they should they should tampa's but tampa's the beat up too. what's that tampa's very beat up too they're out mm-hmm. of starting safety a starting wide receiver a starting running back mike yep. evans 
still questionable with the hamstring industry uh, injury, even though he did play and caught a touchdown. Um, he's still dealing with that hamstring injury. They did just lose Antonio Brown as well. Um, even if Mike Evans does play, their only other options out there are Rashad Perryman and Tyler Johnson. Look, Mike Evans going to have to do something. They, they got to pray over that hamstring. If he ain't fully healthy, they ain't going to make it. He didn't look bad. He caught a couple deep bombs um, and a touchdown. So I, I think he's I think he's a tough guy. I think he'll be all right, especially in this type of situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tony, it's time to give your boy a shout-out. Congratulations to Tony's best friend, Joe Burrow, of your Cincinnati Bengals, AFC North champions. Won the division in the second year. What do you think about that, Big T? Uh, I think they won it because of your boy, that Chase dude. Jamar Chase. Oh, Jamar Chase. He should be rookie of the year. You think he's the offensive rookie of the year? Yes, he is hands down an amazing dude. And the fact that they already had that chemistry, I think, is a big reason. You know, and it's crazy because, remember, a lot of people questioned them for why they didn't take that, that guard. Um, that tackle you know, from Oregon. Yeah, that tackle. But because Pene they Sewell. knew the guy from Pene, Pene Sewell. Yeah, exactly. And it's because, they, it's because they knew that that chemistry with that receiver was going to be worth more than what they got out of a tackle. They cashed in. They cashed in. Absolutely cashed in. They, they cashed in, and that's talent. They're the first. They're the first team ever to have two. Because him, uh, Jamar Chase. T. Higgins is on the other side, who also is a thousand yard receiver. Uh, Joe Mixon, thousand yard. Joe Mixon. And uh, Joe Burrow. So they, they had all of these guys for the first time on a team all under the age of 24 years old. Well, let, let, let's put some pressure on them. Is this a team of the future? If their defense can hold up and get a little bit more pieces on defense, absolutely. They better draft well. They've got to do what Dallas did last year. They got to nail that draft with them, those defensive players. Absolutely. If Dallas's defense wasn't as good as it was this year, they wouldn't be an 11 win team. No, they're Honestly, fighting for the division. Right. They have some, some great edge rushers coming out this year, too, that I think they land two of those guys. Uh oh. And land somebody <laughs> in the backfield, somebody in the, in the back there, uh, you know, in the secondary in free agency. They could be very dangerous next year. The AFC Norris division was the black and blue division. A lot of dudes got wrecked up this year in that division, right? Uh, you know, we saw Baker Mayfield go down with the shoulder. We're not sure how healthy he was. You know, uh, we know the Ravens' problems. The Ravens were the most, probably the most injured team in all of football in terms of games lost. They lost, okay. How many? They lost what? Three running backs before the season even started, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So when you start losing guys, and then Lamar Jackson goes down for some extended yeah, they, time, they lost sixteen starters uh, so far this season. That's insane. Definitely. And they're gonna be they're gonna finish about five hundred, right? Yeah, yeah. They'll be right. about nine and eight, eight maybe eight and nine. Something I like don't that. care if they finish under five hundred. Sixteen starters. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. Hey, look, you know, guys, what, what what the Ravens went through this year was, I don't know if that was just bad luck. Can that happen again next year? Probably not. They probably won't have that you know. many injuries. But I will say this. Their their Super Bowl window is closing rapidly. And yeah, they got to pay Lamar. They're going to have to pay Lamar. Once they pay Lamar, their Super Bowl window is completely open. They've got to win with what they've got. Okay, because they aren't going to be able to spend that much. I mean, and I just I don't know how this is going to work. Are they going to franchise them? So can we give credit right now to uh, can can we say I want to say this is Big Ben's last home game. And I want to give shout out to Big Ben and them for 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 his career. It's been a lovely career. Uh, His last home game. Who do they have on the slate? Who do they got? They're playing right now. They're currently playing. They're playing Cleveland at the moment. They're playing Cleveland, so their last game is the Ravens, right? Last game is at the Ravens, but this is last home game. Yeah, last home game in Pittsburgh. 
This will be his, 20, this his last. Yeah, he's, he's about to kick off his last home game today. Yeah, he's twenty four two and one versus the Browns. They're gonna they're, they're, they might not get the Browns today. They, they uh, might. Not get the they're looking like they're looking pretty well so far. They're looking good. What's the score, Cody? Still zero zero, but oh, they're moving. Okay. As long as the Browns ain't running the ball on you uh, 30 times a game, you can beat them. Baker Mayfield. You can beat them. You and know. Baker's arm, so. It, seeing Big Ben retire, uh, I think it's about a year too late. Two years too late. He should have retired a couple of years. It, it's, he's, if, if you're a guy like Drew Brees, I saw Drew Brees' last game. It was time. Ben doesn't look bad this year, number-wise. What's that? Ben hasn't looked bad this year at all for really. He, he hasn't looked bad, but he's re- he's really going on fumes, Cody. It's it's over. It's it's, it's time. You oh, know, it's, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's over. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that movie called Moneyball. Did you see it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The part where that GM, that, that uh, baseball guy is talking to, you know, Billy Bean, and he says, you know, sometimes we're told we can't play baseball anymore at 18. Sometimes it's at 35, but at some point we're all told. We're okay. all told. We're all told at some point. And right now, Big Ben is sitting at the table playing cards with Father Time. And you yeah. can sit there forever and a day. You ain't never going to beat Father Time. So, yeah. you know, shout out to Big Ben, two Super Bowls uh, with the Steelers. Um, all of Dominic fame. Court- What's that? Hall of Fame? Yes. He's a Hall of Famer. On the basis of that second Super Bowl, that that got him in the hall. That was a great. Honestly, that Super Bowl right there was a pivotal Super Bowl because that was that was the last that was the last shot uh, that the Cardinals had. Def, well, Larry Fitzgerald had that was his last shot at a Super Bowl, and you know it, it, it was a great game, but you know Big Ben gutted that out. So. I think he's in the Hall of Fame. Okay, um, you know, he he was starting to he was like right at the end of his prime. That was like the last bit of his prime, and he's milked as much as he can out of it. So you're seeing a lot of quarterbacks now, Cody, Ben Roethlisberger. He's done. You've got Russell Wilson. Is this his last uh, go round in Seattle? And I think it is. Um, a lot of people are saying that Seattle's going to figure out a way to work it out and keep him. Um, I don't. I, I see him somewhere on the East Coast. He'll be somewhere else. Yeah, he'll be over here on the East Coast. He'll be I, somewhere on the East Coast. Now, listen, WFT fans, I'm talking to all of y'all right now. Y'all got to get Russell Wilson. That's what you got to get. They can. The, the problem with the WFT right now is you guys cannot throw the ball over 35 yards without putting it 40 feet in the air. Nope. You've, you've got to get a quarterback that can make the throw. Right. Hey, and it, uh, what did you say about Ben Roethlisberger Hall of Fame? He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's, he's in first ballot. Yeah, and I, I don't know and, about first and, ballot, but he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Don't hear. I hear you, Tony. <laughs> what? You don't cover the mic on the bottom of your phone. It's on the bottom no, of your phone. I, too. Somebody was trying to call me. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. That- first ballot? No. First ballot. No. No. He'll make it in, though, but he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. What the hell? You're back. You're back. Don't touch nothing. You're back. You had touched the, you had touched the uh, mute button. What the hell language he's speaking? Who, me? What? <laughs> Dave is talking and it's going, can you Oh, no, Dave? we're having technicals. We're having technical difficulties. <laughs> he said, what language is he speaking? <laughs> Ewok. Can, can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. Okay. Big Ben, Hall of Famer. The biggest move in the offseason right now for Cleveland would be to sign Russell Wilson. Okay, Cleveland. Dave is messed up. You still Cleveland? Did we talk about Russell Wilson? Did we? 
this? What did you say? Did Ciara say it was okay? I don't know, but that's where he would go. He would fit in. He would fit in well. That's a real pretty woman, bro. Are you sure you she wants to live in Cleveland? Man, look, if you can live in Seattle, you can live anywhere. All right. She's not All the right. Cleveland. Hey, baby. Hey, hey, it's his marriage. Okay. Look, Russell Wilson, get you a job in Atlanta. Take that job. Come to DC. But don't do Cleveland, bro. Don't do that. You you don't want to live in Cleveland. Team. I think I'm going to watch the uh, Cleveland game, though, guys. Yes, yes, all right. So we didn't cover everything. We covered everything. We did it in an hour. Almost perfectly. Good hour. job, guys. Appreciate you all. We're going to be back on Thursday, right? Yep, absolutely. Thursday, I'm down yeah, for Thursday. We, we get everybody Montgomery County, right, Prince George's County, and Arundel County Schools. Peace. You guys right, take fun. a powder. Kids have the day off, go sledding or something. Thank you for joining the TD Report. I'm David Combs here with Tony Kennedy and Cody Bennett from the Co Bennett Breakdown. Enjoy the and football. And the East champion Dallas Cowboys. Oh. <laughs>